Hello and welcome to the second Back in Business Mental Wellbeing for Business podcast. I always try and like view things with like a growth mindset. The multi-award-winning Katie Matthews runs The Mind Tribe. She runs workshops and training courses for children, parents, educators and professionals. She's fully trained, has a second business and is shortlisted in the Young Entrepreneur of the Year competition. For me, certainly, I think hope is one of the most important things really throughout this. And in the blue corner is Stuart White, who runs Blue Shadow. He's an instructor member of Mental Health First Aid England. He helps big firms make sure that their employees are well cared for mentally. He's been part of the corporate world himself, so he knows the score. Together, they're unstoppable. Look, everyone has mental health in the same way everyone has physical health. Some people have mental illness in the same way some people have physical illness. You know, a lot of the time people just use mental health, I think, as this overarching term and don't necessarily distinguish between mental health and mental illness. Yeah, you're I don't so know, right. maybe that's just me, but oh, thank goodness no, you agree with me. <laughs> no, that's that one of the things that we clarify as well with people. We say, you know, people use that term as if it's mental illness, but it's not. Mental yeah. health is something that we all have. Um, but also when it comes to mental, health, mental illness, you can recover from that in the same way as you can recover from a physical illness. And a lot of people tend to think, you know, if they get some sort of mental illness, that that's it. You know, yeah. there's no coming back, but that that's wrong. You can recover as well from that. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what um, was really nice, even even doing the mental health first aid as somebody who lives with mental illness. It was nice to see that it was almost like a hopeful approach. You know, like you can recover from this. You can um, overcome the trauma. You know, you can process things differently and uh, reframe things that have happened. And at the moment, actually, I'm doing this. Um, I've just started it a couple of weeks ago there. Um, the Wave Trauma Centre and Queen's University Belfast are offering this accredited course um, looking at trauma and the relationship with addiction. Um, and I've got a history, not me personally, but within my family, um, there's a history of addiction. And it, I just find it, we're only into week two, and I find it absolutely fascinating. Like I've learned so much, even, even just like about myself in terms of processing trauma and um you know like the different theories behind it and you're going oh my goodness this is describing me like <laughs> this is what i do yeah no it's absolutely amazing i i, I love it i love the science part of it as well you know mm-hmm. and it, it's like yeah when the brain is such a hugely complicated thing and but we all have one yeah <laughs> yeah we all have one and <laughs> <laughs> i got to find mine sometimes though I'm like <laughs> yeah but it's like why, why are we surprised when something goes wrong if you've got billions of neurons firing off messages every second? Why are we so surprised if something goes wrong for a while? Um, but there is, you know, there's a lot that, that can be done to help people with that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I have my own experience as well. And whenever we went in, certainly whenever we went into lockdown, it was like <laughs> major panic. Like, what yeah. am I supposed to do now? And, you know, anxiety levels just shoot up and I know I wasn't the only one I mean that that's one thing I have learned <laughs> I'm not the only one that experiences yeah. this um and, and with with what was going on at the time it's like yeah really I couldn't think straight I mean I just major panic all my well plan a there wasn't really a plan b so <laughs> plan a was to get, to get this business up and running and I was on track everything was going great you mm-hmm. know and, and and then lockdown it's like 
Yeah, well, that's, I think that's why it was so hard for people um, mentally is because it was it was sudden and it was something that we've never experienced before. So we've got no frame of reference. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're sitting there going, well, we've never dealt with a pandemic. Like, what are we supposed to do? That's you know, fair. how how do we cope being stuck within the four walls? You know, I'm I'm quite lucky in the sense of, you know, we have a decent enough size house, you know, so I can take myself into different rooms <laughs> if I need a change of scenery. Um, or, you know, even just sitting in the garden. Like, that's one thing I found... At the, at the beginning, it almost felt like a holiday for the first kind of like two weeks or so, where it was like, oh, I've got two weeks off work. I'll I can sit in the garden, I can drink my tea and do my mindfulness and listen to the birds and you know all of that there. And then it was like reality actually hit me then, and I was like, yeah, okay, you actually need to like make some money here now and pay the bills. Like, <laughs> that, that's the, but that's the big worry. It's like, well, you know, how am I supposed to pay my rent? So, mm-hmm. okay, so I'm in a a one-bedroom flat in London. I don't have a, a balcony, let alone a garden. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it made sense to be here to get this business going and talk to local businesses. Um, and then it's like, yeah, it's, what am I supposed to do now? So to try and clear my head, I was, uh, you know, I would go for long walks, which was great until they closed the parks. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like, you know, I used to walk through the park thing. Hey, this is great. You know, somebody else cuts the grass. I love this. Yeah, then, that's it. You don't have to then, maintain anything. <laughs> yeah, then they, they closed that. And, you know, I, I enjoy cycling as well to try and keep fit. And cycling around London can be a bit of a... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that would be like a stress-free experience, you know? <laughs> no, but I mean, it, it's good. It's that, that's so it does clear, clear your head a bit. I, I do enjoy mm-hmm. it. But then... Um, yeah, so when we went into lockdown, it was like, it was like cycling around an end of the world film set. It, yeah. The roads were empty. It was like, <laughs> what Literal is happening ghost here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except then when I used to cycle along the river, which was nice, you know, then they closed the river pass because there were so many people out walking that they closed it to cyclists and runners. So oh, that was a bit, that. that was a bit weird as well. Yeah. Uh, but all these things, it's like you say, you know, it was all of a sudden, well, people, people find change difficult. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I find that hard myself sometimes. But this was a sudden forced change. Yeah, I think I think that's the key word there, though, isn't it? Is the forced part, because oh, yeah. when you're struggling with mental illness anyway, mm-hmm. when somebody then says to you, you have to do this, it, it almost it, you're putting more pressure. You know, it feels as if everything is starting to close in on you and everything is just mounting and accumulating. Um, and then you're going, I can't see a way out of this. Yeah. Well, for you know? me, I mean, one of the things when I was feeling isolated and you feel the walls closing in around mm-hmm. you, it was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go to a coffee shop and I'll sit and I'll have that buzz around me. And that really helped. Then they closed the coffee shops. And it's like, <laughs> okay, so what other coping mechanisms do I have that still yeah. work for me? Um, yeah, well, so what, what, what did you do? Was there anything in particular that like, you actually thought, like consciously thought, okay, every day, because I can't go out, you know, necessarily for a walk to the park or I can't go to a coffee shop, like, was there anything that you were able to do at home that, you know, you consciously decided every day I'm going to do this um, in order to, you know, basically just look after my mental health and well-being? Yeah, well, when I could get out, obviously we had our one form of exercise every day, Mm -hmm. so I could get out either walking or cycling, so that was good. Um, But when I was stuck in the flat, uh, for me, I guess music's a good thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I would just put some music on, um, something that would help 
get up my emotions, I guess, release some of those emotions and just maybe help me think straight again. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so, so I, I sort of go with, I mean, I listen to all sorts of music, but if I really want to get up my emotions, I'll go classical. So oh my goodness, so do I. Something like Dvorak's Ninth Symphony from the New World. Ironic. There you go. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I just sit and listen to the whole thing, you know, and mm-hmm. then I would feel I was able to, to think a wee bit more clearly and go and do some stuff. Um, That's but great. Yeah. That's... yeah, what I would you go, just, what no, would you go I was, with? I was just going to say that the, the, the classical music is what I do. Um, I, I tutor children as well. Um, so obviously pre-pandemic when we were able to go out to people's houses and things like that, um, when I needed to just decompress a bit, you know, between lessons or at the end of the sessions, I would literally just put classic FM on in my car. Um, other classical radio stations are available. And I would... Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm with but... you on that. You're okay. <laughs> but, you know, I would, I would put that on and it just gave me a bit of calm, you know, and just a bit of space mentally to decompress a bit. Um, and sometimes even now, like, I would go to sleep with it on. Like, we are, I know I'm going to be the biggest hypocrite here, but we're always like, don't have a television in your bedroom. I put TV in my bedroom. So, <laughs> but I use it for the radio mostly to help me sleep at night. Um, I suppose I could just get a radio, but that would be too obvious. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I, yeah. I just went that way. I got a radio. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. I was like, how can I make this complicated for myself? So, <laughs> but um, no, that's one thing I really enjoy, you know, is putting it on and it just allows me to be able to escape. You know, and it takes you, I think music has that transformative power anyway. Like, it can take you anywhere, you know, depending on what it is that you're listening to. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's obviously, I, I try and incorporate um, some sort of, you know, musical sound into, um, you know, like mindfulness or meditation practice. Like, that, that would be sort of my thing that I would try and do every day is some sort of either mindfulness activity or, um, you know, like breathing exercises. Yeah. And it helps me manage my anxiety, particularly. Yeah, well, mindfulness is quite a good one. And I've sort of come up that quite recently when I got involved with um, a group called Frazzled Cafe, which was set up by Ruby Wax to provide oh, a, a, yeah. a, safe, a safe space for people just to come together as a group and talk about how they're feeling. And we sort of start and finish that with a brief mindfulness exercise. So uh, I went along initially just when I needed some help myself but uh, then I got involved so um, when we went into lockdown of course those were face-to-face meetings but they went online quite quickly and there was a huge demand for that so that was actually really good for me to be part of that um, and just feel I was able to help other people as well but when it comes to uh, mindfulness there is only one, as far as I'm concerned. It's something they call the chocolate meditation. Now, we don't do that online, but I have to say that is, for me... That is that amazing. Is, that I is do the only that one. With, yeah, I do that with all my, in all my sessions, literally. The kids particularly, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you want to see it, them trying to control their impulses and, like, they're... By the end of it, they're like, please, please, can I eat the chocolate? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, I haven't tried that with adults yet. Uh, pro- probably wouldn't oh, be it's allowed, brilliant. It's he- yeah. Oh, no, it's so funny. I've done it with adults. It's hilarious. I did it in a corporate environment. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was like, why not? And um, we've got to have a little bit of fun sometimes, be a bit silly. And um, by the end of it, honestly, they were laughing their heads off. They were like, this is, this is so funny. 
Right. Like, and it it kind of made everybody relax a bit as well. You know, it took down some of the barriers, you know, like, right, this is a formal training course. We must learn X, Y, and Z, and that's it. You know, um, it shows, it's, I think it brings like a human element to it as well. Yeah, You know, it doesn't have to be so clinical all the time. <laughs> no, I love that, love that. So uh, how about your business? What did you, what did you actually manage to do to keep going? Um, well, I've got a couple of businesses. Um, so I say I've got the tuition company um, and I was able to move all my lessons pretty seamlessly, to be honest, onto just online um, using a couple of different platforms. Um, which which I'm actually still doing now. I was on. I had to shield basically for six months because um, I'm on the extremely vulnerable list, and um, I'm actually kind of still shielding now, to be honest, um, just to keep myself right, basically because I went out for two weeks and got a chest infection. So <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> clearly being around people doesn't agree with my body currently. <laughs> You're in Northern um, Ireland as well, now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's not quite as warm as over here. <laughs> That's it. Um, so yeah, I was able to move the tuition, as I say, you know, pretty seamlessly online. Um, and then in terms of the other training, I basically just sat down and was like, right, obviously I'm going to have to do online delivery here. Um, and I was just trying to edit, you know, the presentations and things and make them so that they were more appropriate for online delivery. Because obviously, you know, you're not going to be able to do necessarily the flip chart exercises. You're not going to be able to do the ones where you stand up and move around as such. Um, so, you know, it was just adapting things and making it more relevant to obviously the current situation. Um, but to be honest, I've actually really enjoyed delivering them online. I don't know if that's partially to do with my own mental illness, you know, in terms of I don't, it, it doesn't give me anxiety when I'm delivering it online. I don't feel so anxious. Um, but I don't know if it's because that face-to-face -face element is removed. Um, I don't know. Have you, have you found anything? Like, you know, you said about the mental health first aid delivery online. Have you delivered any of them online yet? Yeah, I've done, done a few now. And um, I mean, the first thing for me is I'm just so pleased to be able to do it again. Um, yeah, definitely. And but it is very very different when you're looking at people in a you know quite often a, a one inch sort of <laughs> size picture on screen. <laughs> well, when you've got when you've got sort of twelve or even sixteen people in an online course and you've got all the pictures in front of you, you you're dealing with some pretty small pictures. Mm -hmm. um, so that that can be that can be quite challenging, but particularly when if I'm concerned to some of the subjects we talk about that yeah. uh, to make sure people are okay, but. Um, I just think it's just so good to have a group of people, even if they're on screen. Um, and you can actually tell quite a lot from on screen, even with a small picture. It is pretty good. And just you can still interact with people. Obviously, it's not the same. The face to face stuff you mentioned, sort of flip charts and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it's a so, different dynamic, isn't it? When you're when you're with somebody in person, it, it, it I think it just feels different. It is very different. Yeah. Able to like more able to gauge people's emotion and like tone and expression and things like that. You know, you can probably hear I'm very expressive <laughs> in the way that I speak. I'm up and down and blah. <laughs> um, and that, but that's what I enjoy about the face to face is, you know, you've got that interaction um, and you can do, you know, role plays, you can do um, more group activities. So that's something I think um, that has been hard in terms of the business side. But also, even personally, you know, as I say, because I was shielding, you're not 
seeing people. You're not. I know it sounds weird, but you can't touch anybody. You know, you can't hug anyone. Yeah. Um, and that's what obviously naturally as humans we want to do that. You know, we need comfort. We need community. We need connection. Yeah, I agree with that, and I I really really miss that. Um, and the other thing, yeah, the body language is so important because you actually get so much more from that, and people don't realize yeah. just how much they can read from body language. Um, whereas on screen, you just sort of get from so shoulders up, <laughs> shoulders up. You know, so when I, yeah, obviously whenever whenever I'm doing um, any sort of training online, you know, it's a proper shirt on, all the rest, you know, very business like, very professional like, but. <laughs> Pajamas so, on the bottom. Oh uh, well, I, I would say, I'd say yeah, so I would say shorts because certainly in the warmer <laughs> weather here, you know, it's like oh, I'm not going to put a suit on for this, you know. But top half, very smart, you know. I'm sure I'm not That's the it. only. I'm not the only one. No, uh, literally, yeah. I'm the worst. So I don't think I, <laughs> I didn't wear anything apart from pajama bottoms for six months. So. <laughs> oh dear, people only knew. But I would sometimes wonder with all these pictures on screen, what's the bottom half look like? But there That's you it. Go. Made, <laughs> Don't made, ask that too much. Made the mistake, <laughs> yeah, I made the mistake one day of standing up to adjust the blinds, but I had shorts. Oh on, no! So, so we're okay. <laughs> oh okay. I thought that was going to be like a total horror story. No, I was like, oh no, my goodness, no, no. please. We're okay. We're okay. So uh, yeah. So, so <laughs> uh, what about um, getting new clients or anything like that? Were you able to do any of that during um, lockdown? Not. <coughs> excuse me. No, not in terms of. Um, corporate clients i think because obviously everybody is worried about money everyone's holding on to their money um you know it's the first time that myself and my partner we've actually had to go onto universal credit because we fall we fall into the five percent that didn't qualify for any funding at all um and we're both self-employed so that was a nice big blow for us um you know and that was hard to deal with um you know in terms of you know struggling with mental illness because you can't you can't go out you can't see anybody you can't hug anyone so you're not getting any comfort there's no money coming in you're struggling you know to to keep the the lights on essentially um and and yet there's almost it was like a split thing where it was okay yes we're aware this is going on but at the same time you're almost just trying to keep plowing on as normal yeah or yeah. in quotes, shall I say, normal, you know, and you're going, but this isn't a normal situation. Yeah, we have well, to adapt. Yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, my normal had changed because I, I took a different direction this year. And just as that mm -hmm. was starting to get going, I was just starting to see some money coming in from it. And then it was like, oh, you're not allowed to do that anymore. And I thought, well, do you know, to be honest, I had a lot of faith. And I don't envy the Chancellor's job, but I did have a lot oh, of faith. No. I had a lot of faith in that he would come up with something because I, I set my business up according to government guidelines, right? So mm -hmm. set up as a limited company and you know, a lot of corporates won't deal with you unless you're a limited company. So did all that, did it the way I was supposed to do. Everything's all properly done, signed and sealed. And then the chancellor made this announcement and because I only set up my business last year, I don't have a year's, of account, a year's worth of accounts. I don't have yeah. any of the things that he said I needed to get some help. So I'm sitting there after that announcement, sitting, stunned thinking well, what am i supposed to do you know yeah, and it's like exactly my, my rent my rent's due at the end of the month as well as all the other bills how am i going to deal with that so yeah. um yeah i i went into sort of major panic mode for a while and it was like 
just trying to figure out a way forward with this in the meantime yeah. anytime i was talking to somebody i'm just sort of trying to hide all of that thing you know no, no, don't let on don't let on something will come something will come good mm-hmm. um but yeah that was that was a terrible time um yeah. just just trying to f- look at some figures and figure out a way to get through this without any help uh, to be honest That's it just it. It, it just felt really unfair um because yeah, I mean, particularly when you think of what I'm trying to do here and yeah. teach, teach people about mental health and how to look after themselves and other people. It's like, surely there's such a great need for that. You're telling me I can't do it and you're telling me you're not going to help me survive. Yeah, what, well, what no, that's, sp- that's, that's exactly how we felt. Like, what yeah. are we supposed to do? Yeah. You know, apologies, there's a train going past my house. <laughs> I'll do that again. What are we supposed to do? We're, <laughs> you know, we're in this, um, as you say, position where it's, we're just left in the lurch. Um, there's no plan. And, you know, I know that if I needed to, I could get support from family or from other people. You know, I know that they would try their best to help us. But at the same time, you don't know what other people are going through. You know, they're, they're having their own battles um, and they could be struggling themselves with mental illness and not talking about it you know and and bottling all that up um and that's the thing that's the thing i'm kind of worried about to be honest is us coming out of lockdown or post pandemic whenever whenever that um (laughs) whenever that is you know and that's the thing i don't know if you're the same but that's another thing that kind of um triggers my anxiety is the not having control so yeah. because I don't know when it's going to end, because I don't know what the plan is, that's making it worse because you're you're in this constant flux state of what am I doing here? You know, where are yeah. we going? What's the target? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty hard to plan, you know, at the best of times. But how can you plan with so much uncertainty? So just before we went into lockdown, you know, when I was trying to get clients and get the business going. So I, I was looking at local business networking groups and I joined one. Um, so I'm in Hammersmith. So there's a, a group called Your Business Community would meet in Hammersmith. So I'd gone to a few meetings and joined up with those guys. And that was really, really good just to meet local business people. So when, when we were in the lockdown, so I looked at that and thought, well, okay, while I'm waiting for an online version so I can actually do some training, I thought, well, I'll keep in with the business networking and see who I can get to meet. So, as I say, they went online very quickly. And instead of just meeting local business people, I was meeting business people from other groups in London and, you know, really people from the rest of the country. And that was great. Just so making those sort of connections and you never know who you're going to meet. Um, it's just a really, really good thing to do that and start to build your network whilst you're you're looking for a way to get your business going again so yeah uh, I, th- I think sorry to cut across you there yeah. it's just um you just spot something in my head i think that's been one of the like positive things that has actually happened because of the pandemic um you know a lot of the time we just think oh that all of it's been negative but there have been some bits of it that i've actually really enjoyed <laughs> which probably sounds weird um there's there's some parts of it you know the fact that people have been able to spend more time at home. They've spent more time with their partners or families or um, friends, you know, depending obviously on their um, living circumstances. You've got uh, parents that are able to spend more time with their children um, and it's quality time. You know, they've been able to, as you say, make new business connections because all of a sudden 
you know, our market isn't just restricted to where we live and where we can deliver face-to-face -face sessions. So over the last few weeks, like, it's been amazing. I couldn't believe it. Like, I've been delivering training to people in Europe, like in Spain and Greece and stuff. And I'm like, what? <laughs> this is amazing. Um, and it's been, it's been, you know, really, um, it really rewarding and really exciting. Um, yeah. And I, I kept thinking to myself, I wonder if, if this pandemic hadn't have happened, would I have necessarily done that? You yeah, know, that, would, would, I, would that transition have happened as quickly? Yeah, no, I, I agree. That that's something I thought about as well because I mean I have met people from different parts of the world and business networking meetings, and I mean that's amazing. You know, I mean I was talking to somebody recently in Australia, and we were talking oh, about wow. how you know the pandemic is being addressed there, and they were they were in lockdown. They had a curfew. They had all sorts of things going on. So I think, wow, you know. But it was as clear as I'm talking to you, you know, and mm -hmm. just on the other side of the world. That sort of thing's incredible, when, you know, with yeah. this, this technology. And we've really had to get used to this, you know. Yeah. I would always have chosen to meet face to face, but recently we've had to get used to this, this sort of thing. Um, so that's really good. And I can see this continuing um, because like... Yeah, that's, of, that's what I'm thinking in the future. I think this yeah. is going to carry on. You know, yeah. a lot of people, I think, are going to continue with this agile or flexible working, yeah. working from home more um, and connecting, you know, the, the world has opened up more almost like we always had the Internet. Yes. But now we've all been forced to use it to stay in yeah. contact. People, That's... I think, are realizing, my goodness, this actually is kind of working well for us. It is. And this is so much better now, even than it was a few months ago. So I remember video conferencing. It was very sort of. Thunderbirds, you know, movements. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's, it has really come on now to uh, sorry, a much sort of more realistic environment. Mm -hmm. But it also, for me, I mean, yeah, it, it's scary in a way when I think, well, I'm now competing against, you know, trainers throughout England rather than just locally. But, you know, mm -hmm. if I flip, flip that over, it also means I can train people anywhere in the country. I don't yeah. just have to train people locally. Um, so that's yeah. how I always try and I always try and like view things with like a growth mindset. So I'm like, this is an opportunity. <laughs> Think of it as an opportunity, you know, yeah. and try to take the positive out of it. No, that's absolutely great. Yeah, so that's what we have to look for, I guess. It's there's got to be a way forward, uh, and and just sort of for me, certainly, I think hope is one of the most important things really throughout this. Just you know, just keep that sense of hope that things will get better, I, I'll survive this and I'll be able to get my business moving again. Um, so that's what I would say to people, you know, keep that sense of hope that we will mm -hmm. get through this thing, things will improve. Um, and that, I think that's so important because if you lose that sense of hope, you know, what is there really? Yeah. Um, no, I know that's what, even when I've been in sort of like really dark places over the years, um, and to be honest, it was starting to creep back in at the start of lockdown, you know, and I started thinking, like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, what am I doing? What's the point? And then you start to ruminate and you start to catastrophize and, you know, because you're, you're stuck in your own head, but you're also physically stuck in a building. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, and that's been really difficult. I mean, my, um, well, my own experience with depression was really you know what sort of took me down this path but mm -hmm. uh, i mean i called my business blue shadow basically from 
my own idea of depression that it's much more than just being blue um, mm -hmm. it's it's something that stays with you know it's like sometimes it's bigger sometimes it feels smaller but it's like a shadow and, yeah. and it's always there um, and I've had some uh, ups and downs serious ups and downs throughout this just trying to figure a way forward like that and it's very easy sometimes it's, it's just a little thing that'll trigger uh, sort of depression and you can't always see it coming um, so having coping mechanisms ways of dealing with that you know for me that that's what really gets me through um, yeah, we've, we've talked about some of those already but yeah are there uh, any are there any other ones is there anything that you do like on a daily basis you know some people like will um practice gratitude or they'll do affirmations or um you know they'll do it. oh i know one that i literally love doing have you heard of it wim hof no i haven't heard of that oh my goodness you need to look it up it is amazing um i looked it up about it must be about a year ago now um and honestly like look him up he's a legend so <laughs> it will help that. you so much um he was on this morning as in the program um <laughs> a few i think it was last week or the week before and um he was talking about he's basically got this i'm, I'm probably gonna like ruin or not not convey this correctly but it's basically like a breathing um activity that he's designed but it's actually like been proven scientifically um to strengthen your immune system um and to support basically you know your mental health um your resilience and they actually did a test i think it was e coli that they injected into him um in a obviously you know controlled hospital environment and they were monitoring his body um and because because of the breathing exercises that he does um he was able to stop himself from getting ill wow like he was that yeah that's what i i, I was like what <laughs> when i first heard that i was like surely that's not real and no, then but, i watched the documentary and i was like oh my goodness <laughs> yeah, but I, I do think if you're mentally strong and physically well you can sort of keep illnesses at bay um and even with with your mental health, if you're physically well, you know, one yeah. can affect the other. So if you're physically well, uh, you know, your mental health can be very, very positive as well. I think for me, it's not just one thing I do every day. Every day is different for me. And, and some mm -hmm. days um, it'll help if I do, you know, a particular thing. Um, and other days that maybe not work for me. Uh, so I try to keep physically active so walking or cycling at least you know at least once every day if i can um and i'll even go for a walk in the rain because i you know i grew up a lot so. <laughs> <I won't. laughs> but that, that, that's good for me um i could say there is one thing that works every day um and that's chocolate but you know we should probably stay <laughs> i believe that helps with everything maybe we should stay away from that because that has its downsides as well but yeah i usually <laughs> well that's walk. what when you're when you're saying there about you know like being healthier and obviously we know there's that connection between your gut health and your mental health yeah. um i've i've been trying really hard that's what i mean this lockdown has been really good for me like i've lost nearly three stone um <laughs> and that's without doing any exercise because obviously uh -huh. i haven't really i was shielding that's just from you know monitoring what we were eating and just taking a bit of that control back um, because obviously I couldn't control much, <laughs> you know, so that was one of the things that I could control in my environment was obviously what we're eating, what we're putting in our bodies, what yeah. we're 
um, doing every day. So that kind of helped me in terms of my anxiety a bit was the fact that I can control, um, you know, that aspect of our health. And my partner's lost um, two and a half stone as well. So that's still great. got about eight stone to go, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that's great. Um, yeah, I, I probably haven't been quite as good as you in the healthy eating all the time. I think certainly at the start of lockdown, one of the best things was to sort of have some sort of routine because yeah. if you have a routine, you have a reason to get up and, and things to do. And, and you, you know, you do that. Sometimes I would even go for a walk um, first thing in the morning, then come back to my desk, you know, as mm -hmm. if it was like a commute to work. But it sort of gets me out. Well, that's a good air. idea, actually. Yeah, yeah. like clears I, your head. I come back and yeah, I pretend I've come to the workplace. It is just still the flat, but you know that that can help sometimes just that was Stuart and, and katie and the next mental well-being for business podcast will be back in mid-november mm -hmm.